friends, welcome to another episode of Inquire Inside. My name is Landon Wietrich, and today I'm joined by Kyle Grimm, who you all know, and Jordan Steidinger, who was on the show back in April, and we talked about the operation of his coffee business. This conversation was a fantastic opportunity to catch up with Jordan and the growth of his business, but then we also get to hear his and Kyle's perspective on working toward life goals and the necessity of sacrifice. Two questions came up in this conversation regarding sacrifice. Are you sacrificing enough? And then are you sacrificing the right things? We're going to jump right into it, though. I hope you enjoy this conversation, and I'll be back afterward to close it out. My uh, my little rule is, so my YouTube channel is monetized, and like right now it makes like $200 a month or something. And so I'll pull that into a, a bank account, and then when that builds up, I'll buy a new piece of like tech for my YouTube channel or podcast or whatever. So I try not to spend any like money other than what comes in from the the videos so that's really cool my rule that's awesome jordan i know you and i talked uh some some things similar to this recently but does the coffee shop plan on getting a youtube channel uh no we kind of decided to focus on like uh what we had already started so like the social media so like reels and stuff we we went ahead and we're going to focus on those um and then depending on where it goes, we'll go with like on the like YouTube and stuff. But um, so yeah, because I know we had talked about that and, and that definitely seemed like it was the best route is just to kind of capitalize on what we had already started. Because um, we had definitely did not, like the more we get into it, we have so much more we can do. Um, and we have a large majority of our audiences on there mm-hmm. already. So it's like, um, and I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but yeah, right now we're just we're just uh, on Instagram, Facebook. So. Okay. No, I I see where you're coming from there. Where or how have you advertised up to this point, other than your social media presence and word of mouth? I mean, which that's not that's not advertising, but how have you really gotten the word out about the coffee shop? Um, I. Actually, the, the biggest way we've had gotten the word out of the, by the coffee shop is word of mouth. I think um, yeah. that that is it's amazing to see that. Um, the uh, the secondary would be probably Facebook. Um, I think or the not Facebook, but um, social media in general. Sure. Um, just kind of, I think people sharing and, and um, or sharing pictures and and stuff like that. Because um, it, it is quite interesting to see, like if we when we post on social media. Um, you know, we share drinks or share something that's going on. Like you can see a result of that, you know, and how busy we are. So that's awesome. Um, I mean, it's not like a huge difference, but there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a difference there, you know, like, um, but Jordan, you guys, you just had some big giveaway, right? Where you had, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it was. Um, I just remember seeing the post floating around and it got a lot of traction. Um, does, something does a post like that seem to generate people you know new people to come through um yes yeah i would definitely say so because uh, yeah that that post that that giveaway we've got a ton of ton of traction um which is really encouraging for us so hopefully we'll try and you know take take that and run with it at this point um you know the traction we got from that and um just on social media like people are hopefully you know watching us and um 
you know, looking to see, you know, if we're doing anything else or maybe they, you know, saw that one post so they're kind of like, Hey, I remember seeing something about them. Um, so, but on that, so that was like on that, that week, like last week, that would be two weeks ago now. Um, you know, we, we were, um, consistently busier every day, um, because of that. And I'm not sure, um, if I can correlate directly with that, but I would definitely say that some of it was, um, from that. And, um, yeah, and, and it's just really encouraging too, like to see the amount of people that, you know, respond to, and, uh, I don't know, cause you feel more like a, a part of a big, something bigger. Yeah. yeah. So. Do you do any paid advertising or have you ever done any paid advertising? Uh, so the, the, we had several people reach out to us, like when it comes to like, uh, magazines mm. and like, um, ra- radio and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I never, um, decided to go with it. I just felt like it's just not our target audience that people that read that stuff. That's um, a great point. And, not, and, uh, so, I mean, we could expand it, but like, <laughs> I, I did the math, like, cause the math that they're charging and mm. you know, the amount of dr- drinks I would have to sell just to make that worth it. I, I don't think, um, it just doesn't seem feasible. I mean, like, cause the, 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 that, the older generation is not super excited about spending a ton of money. Like every, every person I talk about, talk to almost every person I talk to that's older says, you know, well, I, I never spend that money on that. You know, <laughs> so it's like, they, they just, they're just not as interested in it. You know what I mean? So, but you know, they lived their whole lives without it. So why would they need it now? You know what I mean? So, yeah. They love their Folgers or their Maxwell house. That's yep. that's so fascinating to me, just the the generational perspective, and it's 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 a part of culture. There's it's a it's a difference in culture between that generation and and the the current generation. That's so interesting, but it's really good that you're you have that awareness to like who's going to actually be listening to these ads or reading these ads, and that's what you have to take into consideration. And those aren't cheap. I know they're not cheap. I haven't looked at anything like that recently, but back when I had my exterior painting business way back in the day, it was, I just remember we looked into getting some ads or having some ads printed in like, uh, taped to pizza boxes. I can't remember what the, what the pizza place was, but we've all seen like those sheets of ads and it was crazy expensive. And yeah, if, if, if your, if your market isn't consuming those products, like it's, really a waste of money you're just throwing money away <laughs> so no that's that's good that you recognize that it's incredible well, I, go ahead jordan go ahead. Oh, thanks sorry um so i think cause the biggest thing for me is like we haven't even capitalized on the free option yet like on the like i feel like there's so much deep deeper we can go with the free option you mm. know of, yeah like, so that's exactly what i was just gonna say jordan it's amazing the reach that you can have on social media you know i guess it's it's free, you know, quote free. Yeah. Uh, but the reach that you can have, you know, like you guys had that post, you know, that reaches thousands of people or, you know, you throw something on Facebook. That's, that's, you know, it's amazing what a small business can do these days. Um, you know, I know like TikTok, for, for example, there's been a lot of small businesses that have started through TikTok just because they just blew up overnight. Um, like there's a guy specifically that was buying um, the old uh, Converse tennis shoes 
Um, he would buy a bunch of them and then he was mounting like roller skates to the bottom mm -hmm. of them. And he was posting these videos on TikTok, just like, hey, like, look what I'm doing. I'm, you know, mounting these on the, the bottom of these Converse. And he had like thousands of orders, like overnight. People were like, this is so cool. And just to see by like a simple 60 second video of him doing this, like what that can generate, it's, it's incredible. I mean, think about, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like that didn't really exist. It's like, yeah. You know, your only option was like the newspaper or like radio ads. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy the the reach that you can have these days. And I don't even think our generation even listens. Well, and you basically said this, Jordan, but I would agree that our generation doesn't even listen to the radio. For sure, not magazines. For sure. But <clears throat> I mean, I'm more I'm more old fashioned. And I I listened to the radio up until just a couple of years ago, but now it's it's either podcasts or Spotify. Like if I'm, if I'm driving, I don't, I don't really turn on the radio anymore. Like, what about you guys? Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever, like my wife listens to the radio sometimes, like when I'm in her car and I'm like, uh, it almost drives me nuts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to listen to like, so I, I'm even, I mean, I use Pandora. I get made fun of that, you know, because, <laughs> because I have all the ads on there, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I like to yeah. be able to control what I'm listening to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I rarely listen to the radio. And, you know, like if you turn on like a country station or, you know, a popular station, it is as like half ads because they have to pay, you know, the salary somehow. Where at least the Christian radio, usually it's sponsored. There's donators, mm -hmm. you know, sponsoring the show. So typically you don't have many ads. So that's not as bad. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely still, uh, I'm, I'm a, Sp a Spotify and podcast guy. I don't really listen to the radio at all. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Landon, back in your generation, you're probably like, <laughs> Walk, watching the black and white TV, right? Like, you know, sitting in front with your, or did they have TVs back then? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, we're actually only what, like, cause you're 31. Yeah. Okay. So I'm almost 29. So I'm not far behind you. I thought we were a little closer than that actually, but, um, I thought you were just two years around. Maybe you're, you're, so you're a little over, over two years. I turned 29 in January. Okay. Okay, and I'm, I was born in August, or about two or about two and a half years apart. Have you had a midlife crisis yet? No, that that's actually a, an interesting question. But uh, I would say no. I've I maybe had a midlife, but then again, what's 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 midlife? I think I've had a few wake up calls, and things kind of shake you a little bit and make you realize that you need to correct a few things. But I um, don't. I've asked myself, yeah, I don't really know what a midlife crisis is either. Um, I mean, I guess what I think of is just like you, you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm like halfway through my adult life or, or whatever. And you maybe like make some drastic changes and just, you know, like completely change what you're doing. And I've heard of guys like going out and spending money on, you know, dumb things that they want and but I feel like I have a midlife crisis like once a week. So I don't know when it hits me, it's probably gonna be bad. Wait, so what does that look like? This, this weekly midlife crisis? Um, I, I'm definitely being a little sarcastic, but oh, yeah, 
I'm, I'm, I would say I do on occasion, like every, I don't know, every six months or something, just kind of like reevaluate, like, okay, am I heading the right direction? Um, I, I really haven't had anything serious, but you know, sometimes you do wonder like, okay, am I, am I going to look back when I'm 60, 70 years old? Am I going to look back and be like, why didn't I do this or that? So I, I do try to keep that in mind. So hopefully, hopefully I won't wake up just completely blindsided someday, you know, mm -hmm. as long as I'm keeping that idea in my mind. So I don't know. I would say just, just my first thought is, is if you're waking up every day, looking forward to the day you go to bed at night, grateful for what you got to experience that day. I don't think you're going to look back with much regrets. I think, <clears throat> I think the ones that will look back, like when they hit, when they're in their sixties and seventies and look back and regret, those are the ones that they kept waiting they kept either saying someday I'm going to do what I really want or they thought they were working towards something that either they never got or wasn't actually as fulfilling once they got it. So mm. that's just that's just my thought is really, yes, have a grand goal, but then make sure that you're enjoying every day and you're, you're being present with what you currently have. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Jordan, you're too young. You're like, 25 right <laughs> i'll be 26 in january yeah okay wow. well yeah th that is an interesting thought though just trying to make the decision of you know like we, we're all doing our own thing we're all working um when do you like reward yourself for some of the fruits of your labor like whatever that looks like to you you know for me like i always dream about you know buying like a really fancy truck or something like that and it's like, oh, someday, you know, someday I'll do that. But I mean, we, I reward myself in other ways. We travel and things like that. But do you guys think about that very often? You know, like maybe set goals of like, okay, when I turn this age or once I hit this goal, maybe I'll reward myself. Maybe Landon, it's a new handgun or something. Uh, Jordan, I don't know what, what it would be for you. Yeah, that's a very good question. I was just thinking about that. I have no idea. It would be... <laughs> You know what? I've always wanted. I, I wanted to build build my own like muscle car. I'd love to. Do okay, that. that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, but that'd be expensive, expensive. So, but you want to build it? Like, yeah. Well, I had so when I, when I my first job, I had this this um, this coworker, and he was all into this stuff. He was like, this. He's the one that got me excited about it. But like, so he was an he was an engineer, just like um, me, and like so like he broke it down and to explain like the different how to increase power in your engine. And like all the different things you could do, and so then he he took me in, you know, we um, in the middle of downtown Kansas City, he um, basically showed me how powerful it was, and um, we were just it was it was amazing, and um, like he had you know nitrous and everything in the car, and uh, wow, wow, I mean he like he told me like he had a couple, I'm sure he had like a couple hundred into it, and um, but he, um. It was just amazing to me. I'd love to do that myself, yeah. you know, like, because I mean, he would pull the engine and rebuild it or, you know, clean it, you know, like it was nothing. Like he was so used to it. Hmm. So like, I, I love that type of stuff. Okay. So Jordan, I, do you think that's something you'll actually do? Or is that just a dream that you're like, oh, you know, oh, I would love to, but it's not realistic for me. I'd love to, but it's not realistic at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
but, but are you going to? But make not it now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe in ten years, right? Yeah, in ten years, possibly. You know, maybe if I have a, um, a son or something that's really that enjoys it, or um, but I mean, just like with the time right now, like I guess at this point, it wouldn't go over well. Actually, <laughs> I get all my time like on the car, so I um, and and for a while I don't have the money to do it, but. I, yeah, maybe in ten years, you know what I mean? Like that wouldn't that wouldn't be the out of the question. I mean, if I think about it, in ten years from now, it's kind of crazy to think that I'll be I'll be, you know, mid thirties, almost to, you know, looking at forties. So it's like, man, shoot, I'll be halfway through my life at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, I was just about the other day, like you guys were saying. I mean, it's amazing how fast like life goes. I mean, I, I just thinking like at this stage in life, like I thought I'd be in a completely different place, and. um mm. This is so interesting because I still feel like there's so much that I, I want to do or I want, I, want, I want to know or, yeah, it's just so interesting. It's like, unless you do it, it's, it's uh, so I, I don't know though, but that, that was kind of like trying, I don't know if I'll extra ever do that. Um, it's uh, maybe we'll see. Sure. So Jordan, you said that you thought you'd be in a completely different place, yeah. meaning you thought you would be further ahead, further behind in a different career. What, what did you mean by that? Um, I, I would say probably, um, further ahead, I would say, I think the, um, when I, when I was probably like 18 and looking at 26 year olds, like it was more of, um, it felt like they had an established, like they knew where they were going and they had a plan and they were, you know, they had a family, you know, so were the people that did or, or the people it didn't, it didn't really matter. Just like they were, they had a direction and they knew where they were going. Um, like at my, like where I'm at right now, I mean, things could, I mean, sometimes it feels like, a, you know, you, you just, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Um, sometimes it's exciting, but then it makes me nervous quite a bit too, because you just, um, but you know, with, with that being said though, like I was talking to my, my wife last night, cause, uh, um, we, we just had some good conversation. Uh, and thinking about having job security and I was telling her like that, you know, if I were thinking about where I, I'd go for a job, you know, from here and thinking like doing like a management position, you know, within a hospital or something um, with like the, the biomedical engineering field that I was in. Um, it was just really interesting to think that I was thinking through it. I was like, man, if, if I go there, it'd be job security. Cause you know, I wouldn't have to worry about losing my job, but I'd still be helping run a business. And so if I didn't do a good job running that business, then the business would fail. Right. I mean, I guess they could fire me and, and in, in the process, but say I would be out of a job out of income, but I'd be capped to the upside. You know what I mean? Like I would only be able to make so much because that business is only going to pay me so much. Mm -hmm. And then if I, um, if I have my own business and I'm running my own business, yeah. You know, if my business fails, I'm out of a job, you know, same situation. Um, but the potential I can make is unlimited. So I was like, I was telling her, I was, I was walking her through this situation thinking I was trying to, to justify going and getting a job as a management. And all of a sudden I started just to like, man, I, I'm having my own business definitely would make more sense if you analyze it through that point of view. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would look, Jordan, at where you're at today and they're like, oh, like, you know, 26, you have a, you know, you and your sister own a coffee business. You guys, you know, you're killing it. I think most people look at you and be like, you're like way, way, way further ahead than most 26 year olds. Absolutely. 
I think it, it it all depends on like I think that's one thing I'm like the perspective of of you know what you're measuring it against. Because um, I definitely don't feel that way. You know, I feel like there's tons um, that I could improve on or that I, I don't have figured out that you know some other people would. But, yeah. but no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Jordan, sorry, sorry. What are you no, saying? No, go ahead. Go ahead, Landon. Go ahead. <clears throat> I was going to ch- kind of change the subject a little bit. We can, we can circle back to this. Jordan, you were on the show uh, several months ago. Like what? Six, six, eight months ago? Something like that? And uh, yeah, that'd be about right. I guess I could, I could probably look it up right here. But um, So now you've recently crossed your, you've, you've reached your one-year anniversary with, with your coffee business, right? At the time, I think you'd only been open for just a you know couple months, few months, and then now you have a. Originally, it was just the trailer. When we had you on, it was just the trailer. But now you have your your brick and mortar store. And is that yes? And that's how long has that been open? Um, just been open since uh, May or June. Oh shoot! So. It's been longer than I thought. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so that's six months or so. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I I will. By the way, I, in a second here, I'll look it up and see exactly when I had you on the show. But I want I want to say it was yeah, roughly six to eight months ago. Um, and then are are your the 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 trailers going around while your store is open, right? And I'm, I'm refer, while the shop is open, while your brick and mortar is open, right? They're both operating at the same time, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Man, that. That's got to take some some good multitasking skills. You got two separate crews, kind of a different focus. Well, similar focus, I guess, but different different environments, right? Yeah, d- definitely. You know, and, and that's um, at at first I was trying to you know bounce you know rotate the girls through you know, um, and, and I, I should have clarified. I mean, it is definitely not me running this by myself. Like, so me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're business partners and, um, and my mom and dad also help a lot, but my sister and I, like, if I were to go replicate this business somewhere else, I, I would probably not succeed. It's, you know, Shalise and I effort together is what makes, makes it so successful, I think. Um, sure. but so, so we have a, a crew, um, going to, you know, at the brick and mortar and a, and a crew in the trailer. And at first I was trying to rotate them through, but then I quickly started to realize that there's a lot of inefficiency because, you know, there's just different, like you're trying to run, and this is a different setup. And we're definitely very, you know, we repeat the same thing over and over again. So it was like people are having to relearn the trailer and mm. learn the brick and mortar. Because it's um, different enough, you're saying, that that the environment of making coffee in the trailer versus the store. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're talking, so like, and the reason why I'm saying like, because when I want to get a drink out the window and, you know, less than, you know, two minutes, I mean, 30 seconds doesn't seem like a long time, but it's a long time. And so, you know, even if it caught, you know, if, it, if there's 30 second lag between, you know, because you have to think through, you know, where's that syrup or where's, you know, where's, where's this piece of equipment, you know, it, it adds up. Um, and so we, um, yeah, so we, so we have a crew that we have in the trailer and a crew in, in the, the brick and mortar. And then, um, we got a really great, great staff. Like I'm really proud of them. I think they, they do an exceptional job. Um, so, and, and that's where it's like, um, cause I know I mentioned that, um, I think I was talking with Kyle, um, and, uh, with, 
Who's it? Well, yeah, I was talking about um, how the workers really limit on where you can grow. And that, that is so true in like the coffee business because like my, the baristas that we have working for us, they're exceptional baristas. And, um, you know, if, if we don't have, if we didn't have them, then we wouldn't be able to be where we're at just because they are the ones that interact with customers mostly. Like we can try and be there, but um, most of the time there's just so much behind the scenes that we have to take care of that we can't. So sure. there's, um, but so yeah, it's definitely a team effort. And, um, uh, but it's so rewarding to have everybody work together. And I think we, we have a really good team right now. Does Shalise primarily focus on the, the management of the baristas or is do you kind of both, both go into that as far as like the actual leadership role with your crew? We'd have both of us, both of us do. Um, I think, uh, we, we try to make the decisions together. And, um, I would say that she manages more of the day to day, of like making the drinks, like if things aren't being done correctly with that, she does, she handles that kind of that side of things. Um, I, I manage more of like the back end, like with, uh, you know, if I notice certain people are better at certain things, I'll try and, you know, move things around to better utilize their skills, stuff like that. And then I'm assuming both of you take a part in the hiring process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like doing interviews and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. At first I was in every interview lately. I've been kind of stepping back and letting Schleese just kind of take it. Um, unless there's a, unless um, I have concerns or something. Sure. Sure. I looked it up by the way, and it was back in April when you were on the show. So seven months ago. Okay. So it's pretty cool to there. see how far you've come just since then. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's just been a, Oh, it's been a journey. Um, it's just like, it, that's just so exciting about it. You know, like thinking back back then and where we are now, like the, the amount of ups and downs we've had since then is just insane, you know, and it's been super difficult, but super exciting at the same time. Like it's been, sure. Um, it's been fun. That's awesome. No, it's, it's, I know Kyle shares this is just, it's really cool to see you guys thrive with it. It's awesome. Kai, what were you going to ask? You asked me earlier. Was it kind of on the same lines of? The... Uh, I don't remember. It oh, wasn't sorry. Important. Okay. No, it wasn't important. <laughs> Kyle, tell us about the. Uh, so, did your? I'm assuming your campground slows down a little bit in the winter time, or, or not necessarily. Um, it slows down a little bit with, um, you know, like weekend campers. That kind of slows down. Uh, we, we have quite a few long-term campers that want to come in still. Uh, usually it's like construction workers, nurses, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a lot of requests for that. Um, so it, to answer your question, it does slow down, but we still do have like a steady stream of long-term people that are there. So it's, it's, it's not too bad. Um, the nice thing about, you know, the winter months is you're doing a lot less coordinating with people. Because when the long-termers are there, you know, they're parked in the same spot, they don't move. Um, so that makes it a lot easier on us because, you know, the weekenders, when they come in, it's just a constant shuffling and, you know, directing people and things like that. How does, how does that work as far as staffing? Like, like, like how many employees are working there on the campground? It's small enough of a campground. So we're like around 40 lots and it's really not big enough to facilitate like a 
you know, a full-time employee that at all. Um, we are, I'm going to be, put, be putting a job posting out here in the next like week or two for a part-time manager. Um, cause right now it's just, you know, it's, you know, me, mom and dad, mm. you know, managing the thing and yeah. it's really not too bad. The phone calls are the worst part. So what we'll do is we will hire someone to more or less take all the phone calls, do all the bookings and the way to motivate them. I think that what we're going to do is, um, you know, say like, okay, you know, your, your fixed salary is whatever, a thousand dollars a month, 2000 a month. And then you get 10% of the revenue, you know, every month or something like that. So that we are motivating them to collect because there's, you know, you can definitely, uh, become a little bit lazy mm-hmm. in booking like, okay, you know, we're 60% full, you know, I'm not going to take any more bookings cause it's, you know, a pain, a pain to do it. Yeah. So if we can motivate them somehow with like revenue goal, um, the more you book, the more you make. So, so we'll be probably doing that this next spring, hiring someone. Cool. Them in. Yep. And then, um, Isaac, my cousin, He's 17. He's kind of like the groundskeeper. Okay. Um, so he's like, he's a W2 employee uh, on payroll. And then he does, you know, all the mowing. He does, you know, landscape stuff, just cleaning up. And then he does stuff for me at other properties, like, you know, my storage facility. He'll help, you know, move stuff, clean stuff up. So cool. He's, he's key as well. Can't believe Isaac's 17 already. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. And it's kind of fun, you know, watching him. Um, I, I'm remember, remembering how it was when I was his age and how, like, when I was 17, I had no clue what I was doing with my life. I mean, absolutely no idea. All I cared about was, like, what was I going to be doing on the weekend, you know? Yeah. Get through school and hang out <laughs> with my friends. But, you know, watching him now think about, okay, what do I want to do? What direction am I heading? And it's kind of fun now being a little bit older and being able to like, you know, talk to the younger ones about like, Hey, what are you thinking? What do you want to do? It's, it's fun. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not fun. Why <laughs> this might sound wrong, but it's kind of fun seeing them like not confused, but like, you know, you, they're worried about what the future holds. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like it'll work itself out. You'll figure it out. Um, don't get too stressed out about it. Cause you know, eventually you'll figure something out. Oh yeah. That's if I could go back and talk to my 17, 18 year old self, that's what I would have told myself is, well, I would have told myself to not make some of the decisions that I did, like going to college, for example. But then again, I think I learned what I didn't like by going to college and some things you don't know, unless you actually, you don't know what you don't know. So you kind of have to try things but at the same time, uh, yeah, it's it was something that's that expensive and takes up that much of your time. We don't have to go into all that. We've already, we've already been through that here on the show. But, <laughs> but yeah, I would kind of like what Gary Vee says. It's just like when you're that age, you've got so much time, and truly what you have to do is just experiment with things, try things. And so that, that's maybe where you could say is like, yeah, I, I, I tried the college thing and everything, but yeah, try different jobs different roles if you want to try college try it but you know it really experiences your friend and and uh so much is going to change so don't think that one decision to do this or do that is going to really get you stuck in that forever 
Yeah. It's like so- someday you have to kind of settle into one thing or decide to focus more on one thing. But yeah, when you're younger, you know, I would say even like through your 20s yeah. experimenting, especially at the young age of like 18, 18 to like 25, do, you know, try all kinds of stuff and explore different things, meet travel. with people who are, yeah, travel, get out because there's just so much out there and I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, coming out of high school and like, you know, doing one job for the rest of your career, if that's who you are. But, um, I'm thankful for the different things I tried for sure. Just to say like, oh yeah, I tried that and I didn't like it. And now I know. Yeah. Well, it's so funny you bring that up. Like my brother, for example, he's 30, I think he just turned 38. Yeah. Cause he's seven years older than I am. Just turned 38. He's on his second job since college second job and and just but he's he's done very well at both of those jobs that he's had and that's the pace of life that he appreciates and and likes that's the culture and the environment that he likes so it's just interesting because then you have some people that uh even like in in my in my job in the software industry there's people that are in their 40s still kind of hopping around from job to job every couple years and some of that's personality some of that's People that just kind of need to realize that there's a honeymoon phase with most jobs and it, it there's some days you just don't want to do it and those are the days that you don't necessarily go look for another job. You just have to tough it out. So there's a lot of those factors as well. But it's just interesting to see how people the difference in how people operate and and I don't know if those people like my brother, for example, I, I think he really likes his job, but I can't say that for, for everybody if they're just there because it pays decent or because they don't know anything else. But that's the the danger of it. I think that's kind of what you're getting at, Kyle, is you might be quote unquote stuck there because you haven't tried anything else and this is all you know how to do. Yeah, I mean, I really do think we're all wired so differently. Cause I do have friends that have worked, uh, one of my good friends from high school, you know, he's worked two jobs since high school, you know, similar to your brother. And he's very happy in that. He's very good at what he does. So I think that, um, all of us here on this call are somewhat different. I mean, we're all kind of entrepreneurs. We all like to try different things. So I think, yeah, it depends who you're talking to, you know, I just, so there's no right and wrong. One regret I do have. Well, I, I've got several, but I do wish I would have traveled more before I got married or, or maybe when I was newly married, but like Hannah and I weren't married very long before we had Cora and the reality of it is children just make it very hard to travel and just due to, to, you know, time and money. So that's something I wish I would have done more when I was, when I was single and mainly just for the sake of perspective. I, I don't really like to travel, and that's why I didn't. But now, there's so much you can learn about different cultures and people. I'm not even saying traveling abroad, like like outside of the country. Like, yes, there's a lot to learn, but for me personally, I wish I would have traveled more within the U.S. Like, And I did some, but just more. Like the, the Southern culture, the East Coast, the West Coast, and... People are so different in this country, and just the different mindsets, the different perspectives can teach you so much about what's possible, and kind of grateful for what you have, but then also 
makes you see other possibilities, other potentials. Yeah, well, because kind of going off you guys, like you're the topic of like trying something new, like at, at a young age, I would definitely, because I think it, because like what you're saying, Landon, with um, like going, it's amazing how you can go to a different part of just, you know, the United States of America, like just going to a different state and things are done in a completely different way. And, it, and it's like, it can be so much more efficient or so much more easier. Yeah. And like, and it's like, holy, you know, why, why can't we just take this and just put it over here? Yeah. And, and a lot of times you do, and it, you know, it's super successful because it makes sense. And it's just like, you have a different way of thinking because you took a chance and you, and you, you tried it. I mean, cause like, I remember doing project on Starbucks and Starbucks, the reason why they came up with their model is because they went, you know, over to um, Italy and they, they watched how mm. they did things. And then they brought that back here. And I, I think the same thing with, um, uh, like, like with starting, like I, like I, if I were to do it again, I would tell myself, like, just be nuts, you know, like, just try not, you know, like in high school, like, just try selling anything, you know, what I mean, like, you know, not, not I think you get so you get so worried, like, a lot of, you get so worried about like, getting that, you know, that high ACT score, mm. and getting, you know, that A on that on the test. And unfortunately, a lot of that stuff, it does help because I mean, you, you do need that education. But it, it misses the point of yeah. like, your true potential you know what i mean like it, it's pushed in such a way that it's become streamlined yes that you know these these are the marks you need to hit um but like it's i i don't know i just like some of the um, girls that work for us now like in high school and they're they're looking to go to college and i just like encourage them like man shoot for the moon i mean like i think when i when i was in high school like i was so nervous about like uh like thinking like oh you know that would be so cool you know, like, like, like exactly what I said about the car. Like, it'd be so cool to do that someday, but it's probably not going to happen. Going you know, to college, you mean? I, I, or about that car, like building the cars and stuff. But like when you were in high you school, know, like what, what were you saying would be so cool? Like if I, you know, like going to Harvard or something. Oh, like that, okay. Or like yeah. business school or, you know, or like, um, like traveling, like you were saying, you know, it's like, if you want to, if you want to make it happen, you can, you can make anything happen you want to. Like, that's what's so interesting. Like, and that's why I'm starting to like maybe learn a little bit more is like, the sky is literally the limit. Yeah. I mean, you, you figure out, you know, when you want something, you'll make it happen. And, um, I think like if like these girls, like when one of the girls that works for us, just, you know, like she was debating on whether going to for music, she really mm-hmm. likes music and I can, she shot, you know, she like said, you know, what? I'm just going to submit my application to see what happens. And she got accepted That's and awesome. like, unfortunately, so we'll probably, you know, I mean, obviously she's going to get, taken from us but she's um i mean it's just so cool to see you know like when you shoot from the moon like sometimes you know you might just you might just um get there and i think um i i wish and like i encourage everybody you know just like man if you have a dream just like go for it because the worst case scenario you fail but i mean i don't know i mean so what i mean i think that's the biggest biggest problem is is that we're so afraid of failure you know but it's like what do we have to be afraid of in america because even if we fail I mean, we still, we're still better off than, you know, a lot of people in the world. So, yeah, I mean, so it's, uh, I, I cause it, traveling and in mean, your perspective, like what you just said is the same for me. Like, I, I wish I would have traveled more and I was so afraid of like, oh, I'm not going to have enough money, which do, does make sense. I mean, you do have to be wise in that situation, but you know, it's like, um, 
I don't know. I think we, we, we want to want experiences in, in life. And I, I get fulfilled just from like experiences of like trying something new, even, even locally. Like for me sure. to travel right now, wouldn't necessarily be like super attractive. I, Cause I just like to, like, there's so much I feel like I want to do and want to try, you know, like, uh, like a, like a new business idea or, you know, um, maybe going to see, um, meet somebody that I really respect, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know, you've got a little girl now and a, a second one, a second child on the way. Congratulations, by the way. Thank uh, you. does that make you more hesitant to, so like for your entrepreneurship mind, does that make you more hesitant to say, to take some of those risks when it comes to growing the business or starting something new? Uh, yes, in, in a way it, it does, but I think thankfully, um, God showed me that he could provide, you know, with, with my first, and I think the first was huge, you know, going through what we did and by no means was, I mean, with, with Harper, when, when, when she was, you know, when we were, I mean, like we went through so much, like we had Harper, we didn't even have health insurance for, you know, when we mm. went, like we went through so much, like so, so much did not go right in, in that first year with with our first child like there was just like it was and you know learning from that and seeing like we made it through you know what i mean like it gives me the confidence to say worst case scenario we'll probably make it through again so no I, i'm not too concerned um with like those type of worries because i know that we'll probably figure out a way to make it happen if it does go wrong and um but it definitely is concerned like, i have to be logical on it but thankfully probably in a better spot but if if a new business opportunity came up and i had to kind of risk it all again i probably would yeah that's good to hear man i think it's a good mindset to have you're definitely looking back uh you know what you've been through and you're, you're truly trusting in god and uh you're you're not letting fear hold you back like you said earlier so that's sounds like you're you're walking your your actions are reflecting what you're speaking so that's good it's nice to know that we have a support network, you know, that if, if we did try something and it really went wrong and we didn't have a place to lay our head at night, we would, we would have friends or family we could call. Right. I yeah. mean, I don't yeah. think, I don't think if any of us, if something happened, you know, we went bankrupt or whatever it was, I think we'd all be fine. You know, we've got a pretty big network of friends and family. I had, I did have to think of that. Like all three of us are kind of in, we were very blessed with, friends and family that would yep. do anything to help us. And that's not the case for everybody. No. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we should be irresponsible, but <clears throat> yeah, we we're, we're very blessed in that way for sure. Well, you know, and that's something that I've really been, because I, I watched three jobs, the three movie documentaries, I guess, or, their movies um, recently it was on Steve Jobs and then Ray Kroc and then it was a fictionary narrative on um, uh, Spotify um, and how that that business came to be hmm. and it's just really interesting to see how like it started at first as you know a really great idea and you know like it's like a, a kind of like us a group of friends and it's almost like at some point they lost perspective and then hmm. all of a sudden you know they left behind their support network and then they get to a point where they're left with almost nothing and you know I, I think. Um, that, I mean, it was just, 
but basically my point is is like the, the, like our group that we have here like it's so important and i think you have to have that ability to be able to say yes i want to be successful or i want to chase that dream but what am i going to lose in the process and i think and you know because there's definitely you have to make in order to achieve the, the success of like ray Kroc and um you know like steve jobs and stuff you have to make massive sacrifices i don't think people realize how big yeah. a sac like if you really want to achieve that you mm-hmm. pretty much have to go all in like like elon musk i mean like I, that dude I, I don't know what his family life is like but he can't have hardly any family time you know they just we, we all have 24 hours a day and i i think you really have to be you have to make a decision on what's most important to you and yes you know like if i choose my family and, and i think that's you know to the question you asked earlier would i chase it again you know you know would i be worried about going at it again i i think i would be because i or not i wouldn't be as worried because i i've learned so much about how my how important my family is mm-hmm. and if if i were to have to 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 risk losing that i probably wouldn't do it but i think you can kind of learn what truly is m- most important to you and I, I guess i'm not really sure what i'm trying to say but i, I guess it's God put a limit on our time for a reason. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and you know, achieving success and going, going for it is it's super exciting. But like what we have is a friend group here. And, you know, it's that I, I think some people work their whole lives to try and, you know, get the, 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 that financial goal. But then they, they leave behind, you know, that friend group and what we have here, which is so easy to do because you think, well, I have that and I'm not going to lose that. But then you get 10 years down the road and you don't have that anymore. But then you have a successful business. But then that's not a support group anymore because once that get, once that rug gets pulled, then what you're left with nothing. And um, I, I just think it's so important to cherish what we have because really why we get to where we are because of our support groups. And if we leave those, you know, it, it seems okay in the moment, but it's definitely not. And I think um, it's just really interesting to see that we to learn from like the, those three those three. Um, little scripts there I when, you know I think Steve Jobs came around he's really interesting to watch because I mean he he was forced out of his position and he mm-hmm. was left with nothing and then you know he kind of came came back with a better mindset and you know really just revolutionized you know the tech industry but that that was just like, it's just so cool to see like those type, type of people and see what they did because like it's just so fascinating because I don't know man just to to, to just go and, and and do that type of stuff is I guess if you watch those movies, like they do, they did what we're talking about. Like they just risk it. You know, they they had a dream and they had a goal and they and they went for it and um and they did it. Like and it wasn't you, easy at all. Jordan, would you would you trade places with someone like Elon? Um, it's a really good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Honestly, I don't think I would with Elon. Like, I don't. I don't know if I envy him. He, he is, and he's a super smart dude. But I mean, and and what he's achieved is amazing. But I'm not sure he has. Like to some extent, we're all trying to to achieve a life that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we get so focused on like uh, status or you know winning favor in people's eyes, we lose sight. I mean, because 
the thing about Tom Brady, I mean, why does he keep playing football? Yeah. Like, this is when, when, like, he achieved it. Like, for one person to win one Super Bowl is huge. And then he just keeps trying to achieve it over and over again. And now he's lost his wife and his kids and stuff. It's like, I mean, that dude, I mean, what's he trying to prove at this point? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. it, you know, his, his perspective is completely messed up because, I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, maybe it, it isn't, but in my opinion, like when, it's like when I think about Elon Musk, I mean, I would love to be in his shoes, but I know based off of starting the, just the year I've had in this coffee shop, the amount of time that Elon would have to put into that business um, and, you know, starting an electric car and now buying Twitter and all that stuff. He's obviously not slowing down. So he does, his family life cannot be great. I mean, cause you only have so much time in a day. Yeah, and no. so I to answer your question, Kyle, no, because when, when I get, when I'm on my deathbed, I don't want to have, you know, 20 successful businesses and no family. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fun to watch those guys. You know, I'm fascinated by, um, so, so there's like, there's super, super successful people in the world that I, that I like to look up to. And then there's like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, and they're, they're even on a whole nother level. Like it's, I don't even think we can compare ourselves to people like that. Cause they're just on a whole nother level, but yeah, I mean, I would answer the question the same, Jordan. It's like, I, there's no way I would sacrifice what they have to sacrifice for that success. It's just, it sounds miserable to me. I mean, mm -hmm. it's again, it's fun to watch. It's fascinating to me that people can get on that high of a level and do all of what they're doing. But what, I mean, wasn't Steve Jobs quoted? Um, let me look it up here. Um, on his deathbed, he talked about like, I don't know, something about all the money in the world, like couldn't save them, you know, from cancer. And um, just that puts it into perspective. I mean, literally, he was one of the richest men in the world. And he had he had everything he could ever want. And I'm pretty sure he had regrets about the way that he lived. Um, let me just see if I can find that real quick. Yeah, it's my respect for people, like even like within my, my respect for the small business owner that knows when to stop has mm. gone up tremendously because, you know, because it, it is so luring to chase the extra dollar when you already have 10, you know, and because now, you know, you can achieve it. And um, if you, but then you have to make that sacrifice. And if you, because it, it really, I mean, it's about math. Like I said, earlier, we, all, we all have much the same amount of time and, and you do have to sacrifice and, seeing these small business guys could realize that they end up making a decision that I don't think it's more or less, they don't know how to grow their business. But I think from what I'm starting to learn and talking to them, they know that, Hey, that's the sacrifice I'm going to make. And I'm not going to make that sacrifice. And I think, um, it's just, uh, it's a very hard decision as a man to make that decision because you want that success. But yeah. I think it, uh, uh, I just expected. I read Elon Musk's, um, he has a biography out there. It's actually, it's pretty old. It's probably at least 10 years old. So a lot has changed. I don't think there's a new one out at this point, but um, reading that it was, it was talking about kind of the early days of um, SpaceX and Tesla. Um, actually, maybe it was mainly Tesla because wasn't SpaceX after Tesla? I, can't I think remember. so. My understanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I, sh I can't remember the details for sure. And I don't know where that book went, but um, it, while I was reading it, it, it was crazy to me. It, it helped me understand that 
like his life mission is so um his motivation is all about say you know saving the human race more or less hmm. like he you know he wants to become he wants us to become uh multi-planetary and save the human race and like he, he has so much drive for that and i was just thinking about it and like there's nothing in my life that i am that motivated about other than you know my family and you know my faith and even even so like not to the point where i mean i, I maybe should be more motivated about my family my faith but he is obsessed like yeah. to a whole nother level about you, you have to be to reach his level you absolutely yeah. have to be yeah, yeah. I remember reading that book and almost, almost like kicking myself. I'm like, come on, Kyle, like, why are you not more motivated by something? You know, it's, but yeah, the more I've thought about, it, I'm like, I would not want to, I would not want to live my life that way. You know, it's, I feel like it would just be, it, it would be miserable to some extent, you know, always feeling like you just had to, had to maximize every waking minute to push to the next level. But I, I did find um, that Steve Job quote, it looks like there's actually a lot of controversy about the quote, whether or not like the way that he said it, what he actually meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, this is it. It's kind of a long quote, but it says, um, so this is quote in quotes, in, in other eyes, my life is the essence of success. But aside from work, I have little joy. And, and at the end of wealth uh, is just a fact of life to which I am accustomed at this moment, lying on the bed, sick and remember, remembering all my life. I have realized that all my recognition and wealth that I have is meaningless in the face of death. So I don't really know what he meant by that, but I mean, it's a good reminder that, you know, you can work and work and try to try to succeed and, you know, create wealth and success for your life. But ultimately like, you know, we all die and, I just, I don't want to live my life in a way that I get to my deathbed and I'm like, yeah, sure. I've got, you know, 10 million in the bank or whatever it is, but I sure didn't leave a good impact on others. Yeah. I need to remember that more often. Yeah. Well, and kind of like what you mentioned about Elon, like what, what I think is so impressive about him is like, he has that bigger goal, right? So it's like every monument that he's achieved, like, you know, to at this point is really, like he's not even achieving he's just kind of taking stepping stones like yeah. like you had mentioned like with your audio equipment like he he does this one project he generates income from that he uses that income to start a new project and like he just builds and like and like how far he's going and part of me thinks like man what can i do locally just like for our own community to help us get to another level you know like if i even think about like that like trying to help the community in a way that would improve everybody's life and their standard of living um and uh because I, I just think like that's so cool because like you think you you actually add value you know it's not all about the money and you can get so much further without even trying because i think in a way elon has great intentions because he is trying to improve humanity and in the process he's achieving great dreams because his goal is so awesome you know yeah and it's almost like a byproduct of what his bigger goal is and um yeah it is really cool to see what he's been doing you know jumping from you know paypal was kind of his big first break you know he had other i think a couple other small companies before that but paypal i think is where he made serious money and then just being able to yeah jump into the next thing build that up jump into the next thing it is it's very fun and yeah it does it motivates me i would love to 
you know, to a small scale, be doing that for sure. I just have to be careful. I can't become too obsessed. Well, you just have to decide whether the sacrifice is worth it or not, right? Yeah. Because yeah. some some people, they literally sacrifice their health. And I don't think that was the case with Steve Jobs because he had cancer, right? And there's, there's you know, we don't necessarily know at all what, what causes that. But th we there are people that they work themselves to death, literally. And it's like, well, is all that work even worth it if you're dead? <laughs> So, yeah, but, but so from that point, I think it becomes like a loss of perspective because I mean, if, if you truly love your life and, and like that success is worth it to you, like you should be dying happy. But if you're dying with regrets, like if you're dying with regrets, did you, did you really enjoy every day? Like, was it really like, that's, I guess that's, and maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not wording that, that question appropriately but the sacrifices truly have to be worth it and the fact of the matter is is we often do only see people's successes and nobody really is aware of the sacrifices or the extent the actual damage that those sacrifices did like someone someone losing their family and and i is is the tom brady thing a done deal or is that still kind of in the works as far as him and his wife i haven't seen anything recently okay so but if if that does go through, and the sad part is, is that Tom Brady's one of millions that that's happened to, like like athletes or you know, successful businessmen, whatever, where they've they've lost they've lost multiple wives and and had their relationships with their kids damaged in the process. And it's like, is is that worth it? Is that worth it? Maybe some guys it is, unfortunately, but it's yeah. obviously not to the three of us. Yeah, I mean, I I think um, I think that having you know a lot a lot of the people like Tom Brady, I don't know what his faith life is like, but I think when that's missing, there yeah. is a lot more of those situations that happen. But you know, Tom Brady, the way that I kind of view him is like he's very similar to Elon Musk. Like he's obsessed with the game. You know, um, do you think that's what it is? I I I, I don't know. I I struggle to know. Like like Jordan, when you were talking about Tom, it's like. Well, I guess I haven't really done any research on him. I obviously don't know the guy personally, but I, I do wonder what it is. Why does he keep playing? Is it just because like this is all he knows? This is what he's good at? Does he love it that much? But sorry, Kyle, I, I, I cut you off. I'm, no. I would just be really curious to talk to Tom and, and see why. Like, why does he keep doing yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I have no, no clue. You know, I'm just speculating. I just, you know, I'm thinking of another um, guy here local to us who owns just a crazy, crazy amount of real estate. And he's like going on 70 years old. Actually, I think he's over 70. And, you know, he just keeps buying real estate like there's no tomorrow. I mean, um, and and I asked myself, like, why, you know, why is he still pushing so hard? And I think that I have a little bit of that in me, too, where it's like it's not so much it's not just about the money. It's like you become obsessed with the game, you know, mm -hmm. like you just love the process just like Elon like i highly doubt Elon is trying to add another billion to his net worth it, he's got a bigger a bigger reason same with like the the way that i would view tom is you know he i doubt he's really trying to get much richer like i don't know that he really needs to it's more that like he's just obsessed with the game obsessed with winning and but i i don't know i mean maybe there's more more to it than that yeah, 
my thought is, I wonder, I mean, is that the only thing he associates his value to? I mean, because if, if that's what his life is going to stand for once he dies, he's going to want to be the best that he can be. He doesn't want anybody yeah. to be able to challenge him in that. Yeah. And I think, so. I mean, if you think about it from that perspective, yeah, I mean, he better play every game to the best of his ability and play as long as he can. But if, I mean, because if, if that is his value, then it would make sense in what he's doing. But it's almost like he's lost perspective on what his value is because his value is not in the, like the, the game is, is for like, like just with the job, it, it, we were, we work for, to provide for a family. The game is not what he gets his value from. And I think maybe he, he's gotten so much praise and so much, so much, you know, like he's the goat, you know, and they, I, I mean, I, as a man, that would be so fulfilling. And I, I think, and he doesn't want to let that go. You know, he didn't want someone else to be able to challenge him in that. And cause that's where all his value comes from. I, I don't know if that's true, but I, I do wonder you know, if we were to talk to him, if we couldn't pick that up, but yeah, you know, because if you think about it, that's his comfort zone, winning Super Bowls, like that's what he's done for, for how long now? Is a lot of years? Yeah, <laughs> I had to Wikipedia, but that's that's the man's comfort zone, and that's a pretty, it's pretty cool if that's your comfort zone, if that's what you know is winning Super Bowls and just you know, always making it to the playoffs and so forth. But, um, yeah, it, so that's very admirable. But, you know, there could be that, that aspect of it that's, if I was him and that's all I knew, I think it'd be, you know, the the unknown is always what we fear. He doesn't know what it's like to not play football. That probably scares the crap out of him. And he did retire once. There was once or once was a couple times there. He has retired, but it was very short lived. And so, what happened when he was retired? Did he like hate his life? What did he feel like he had no purpose anymore? So, what's the? He obviously yeah, didn't like knows? it. <laughs> who knows? I I don't know enough yeah. about the story to have any input. I heard that um, he was actually talking about buying. Was it the Miami Dolphins? When he hmm. talked about retiring, Jordan, did you hear about that? I um, uh-uh. okay. I don't. Uh, Mitchell, one of our mutual friends, he I think he had mentioned that to me, so I don't know. But yeah, it would be interesting. It, it's very interesting just to look at you know men and women just and and try to figure out what it is that motivates us. You know what is it that drives us? I've said this multiple times. We're all wired differently. Um, you know, we're all we're all motivated by different things, mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting. Yeah, I didn't want to pick on Tom Brady because I mean, I, I think you know, he's obviously. I mean, like, I have so much respect for the dude. I mean, he's amazing. I mean, I think, uh, but I was just challenged. The only reason why I talk about him because I was challenged by somebody. You know that thankfully he's been throughout this whole process with me, and so he really knows me. And so I, I think he could just he challenged me in the perspective of Tom Brady. You know, so that's why he's still on my mind. But sure. Um, yeah. Um, Kyle, I'll ask this question to you first. Do you feel that you've sacrificed enough? Enough for what? For what you truly want. Or for um, where you want to be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, are we talking, are we talking in like the, 
business world, the my faith? Are we talking about my family or what? Were, you got to narrow it down. That's I need I need a smaller so, question. Maybe I'll just use myself as an example. I don't think I've sacrificed enough. And what I mean by that is for the life that I want for myself and and really when I say the life I want for myself, that includes my family. And while I look at my life now, I'm not necessarily happy where I'm at in a couple in a couple aspects. A couple aspects I'm very happy with the the wife and children that I have. I have everything I want in, in, in that aspect of life. I'm very thankful. I'm, I'm, that was kind of my ultimate goal when I was in my teen years was was family, a, a wife and kids. Well, I have that now, and so now it's time to kind of look to other things. I'm, I'm not saying no longer look at look at that and look at other things. I'm just saying to to yeah kind of invest in the family and grow beyond that. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I so, mean, but but I guess so. So there's I'm still working towards the best version of myself and what I can, what I'm, I believe in what I'm capable of contributing, but I'm nowhere near close. And so I recognize that I'm going to have to sacrifice more, but I'm, I'm struggling to identify what, like to what capacity do I need to sacrifice and what is it that I need to sacrifice? What are those? Is it, is it time? Is it activities? What does that look like in order to gain? Because something, like like Jordan was saying, we all have the same twenty four hours, and so something has to be given. What what is that? Yeah, um, to answer the question simply, like, well, can you restate the question? How you worded it? The <laughs> yes, I, I uh, yeah. Have you sat? Have you sacrificed enough? Okay. So I think that um, the way that I look at life is like different buckets mm. and it really is like, it's like three different buckets for me. It's like financial family and faith. And and that's the wrong order. It's actually faith. Family, <laughs> financial. But so I kind of view my life through those different buckets. And so it kind of depends on which bucket you're asking me about. Um, I would say I will never feel like I've sacrificed enough in any of the buckets, honestly. Mm. Okay. So like, I know for sure my faith is not where it should be. Um, that bucket is way too empty. And reason being is because my financial bucket is what I've been focusing on, you know, especially in this phase of life. I'm like, I got to push, got to push, you know, this is go time, uh, before I have a family. Well, I have a wife, but you know, we have a kid on the way. So I don't think that I will ever feel like I've got there in any of the buckets. Like, okay, I finally arrived. You know, I just don't think that's how life works. I think mm -hmm. we'll always be you know, be looking to that next level because my financial goals in the last, like I blown past my financial goals in the last year and a half. Like, wow. you know, I had third about five years ago, I set kind of goals for where I wanted to be when I was 30 and I blew past them already. Awesome. But yet I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not even close to where I should be. So it's like, just because I hit that level, it's like now all of a sudden my level's way up here. And I still feel like just as much of a, um, I guess a failure isn't the right word, but like, I feel like I could be doing so much more. Yeah. Um, so I think that we, we always look to level up. And then once we get to that next level, it's like, then we just push the bar further 
So we'll never, never be satisfied, never be, you know, depending upon where you put your satisfaction. So um, I guess, yeah, to simply answer the question, no, I don't feel like I've sacrificed enough, um, especially in my like, you know, faith and family life. Um, you know, you, you've been a dad now for a while. I remember when we lived together in St. Louis, you actually had made a comment to me that like one of your biggest goals was to be a dad, mm -hmm. you know, you wanted to be a dad and that didn't even like register with me. I was like, hmm. I didn't, I didn't connect with that at all. I was like, you know, Interesting. I was, I was thinking completely different, but now that I'm moving into, you know, we're going to have a kid in January. I'm, I'm seeing something shift in my mind where it's like, I no longer want to focus so much on that financial bucket. It's like, I want to start focusing more on the family bucket. So, yeah. It's so interesting you say that, Kyle, because I wish I would have focused more on my financial bucket back then. But if I had, I don't know if I would have what I have today in regards to family. And obviously I wouldn't trade that for anything. Because like I said, that is what I was focusing on back then. So it's it's really not healthy to kind of wish you would have handled things differently or, or focus on different things because you probably wouldn't have what you have today. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but you know, yeah, it's like the, what you've been through brought you to where you are now. And, you know, I, yeah, sure. I have regrets in life, but I wouldn't really change anything. Um, it's just, I know that I need to refocus kind of what I'm focusing on. So Hopefully that answered your question. I mean, no, it does. Yeah. I just don't think we'll ever get to the point in our lives where we're like, oh yeah, we've sacrificed enough. We're there. We've arrived. I think that we'll always be looking for more. Yeah. You could look at it from the perspective of if you are happy with where you're at right now, but I guess maybe that answers the, the, answers the next question because I was going to say if you are happy with where you're at now, Maybe you could say, yes, I have sacrificed enough. But what we're what we're saying here is we're not really happy with where we're at right now. We, we want to well, be doing more. So I don't feel like I've sacrificed or I feel like I could sacrifice more. But yet, like, I'm OK. I'm at peace with where I'm at yeah. because I realize that I'm not willing like Elon Musk. I'm not willing to make those sacrifices yeah. in my financial bucket to get there. I'm not willing to sacrifice family and faith for that. So it's like, sure, I there's. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm learning to become at peace about where I am and realize that sure, you know, I could push further, um, in, in one of the different buckets, but like, I'm just not willing to do that. You know, I'm not willing yeah. to sacrifice other things. So I think we all will always have to live with some sort of like, you know, damper on our goals because otherwise we're just going to become very empty in certain areas of our life. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah. Well said, Jordan. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree or second what Kyle said. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I disagree. I mean, I, I just think that he said you only have so much time in a day. I, I um, it's just so hard because, yeah, sacrifice, you know, because you always feel like I think the biggest problem is, is like, you know, like I'll, I'll go through a phase where I'm, you know, you know, happy with where I'm at. And then I'll read a book and then mm. it's like, you know, that I should be doing that. You know what I mean? And then my perspective gets completely off, you know, then I'm focused on the wrong bucket again. And, um, yeah, no, I, I don't really have too much to add. Cause I think it's, I'm probably in the same boat. I think 
now I'm I'm being forced to see where my time is going. And I think, you know, I wanted to spend more time with my family because I know based off of, you know, seeing other people and where they've ended up that putting all my time, yeah, maybe in order to achieve some level of success, you do have to live an unbalanced life. But to yes. some extent, you do, you need to know when to draw a line. And I think as a man, that's really hard to know because yeah, maybe you can go a few months living an unbalanced life but if you keep saying, uh, it's something you need to make the sacrifice, but otherwise you'll be forced to sacrifice. I, I mean, um, yeah. I truly believe if you are crystal clear on what you value, that will guide, it'll guide you as far as where you're going to sacrifice, how much do you need to sacrifice if you don't know, because the, the values will tell you where those lines need to be drawn. And if you can push those lines further back. If you, for me, I, I strongly value, some would say too much, I value my health. And, but that does cost time and money. I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> and meat's like one of the most expensive things that you can buy. I, I am working out probably six hours a week. And... Some could say, like, that's six hours. You could be working on this, working on that, like, like something to generate income. But I look at it like this is the only body I have. Everything I do is dependent on how this body performs. So for me, there's, a, there's always going to be a return on the investment that I put into this body. And then, but at the same time, I, I highly value my wife and my kids and so what I always say is, like, my health and fitness should enhance the other things that I value. Like, allow me to enjoy them more. But if it, but there's a line there, if my time and money invested into improving my health begins to rob my time and my enjoyment, my presence with my family, that's when I've crossed the line. That's when it's gone too far. It's no longer an enhancement. It's actually robbing me of what that that what's higher what holds even more value and that's where there's a loss of perspective so and that's so i'm speaking to myself when i say like if if i'm not sure what i need to sacrifice or if i'm if i'm sacrificing enough or or, or um yeah or just like what i need to be sacrificing or how much i need to be sacrificing i need to go back to what i value and ask myself, okay, what is it that I you know, exactly value and how much do I value that? And then that kind of helps me identify what I can let go. Like, is it, is it watching this, this show or is it maybe a, an hour of sleep? Whatever. Yeah, I think I almost view it also as like we have many sprints throughout our life, like where we have to choose, okay, like this phase of life right now like i'm i'm gonna sprint in this part of my life like jordan for instance you know the last last year you know with the coffee business i'm sure that it's felt like you're probably spending a lot of time there but it's kind of like you have to because you're getting something off the ground so it's like okay i'm gonna sprint in this area of my life and then hopefully i'll be able to slow down a little bit and then be able to spend more time in this other area of my life so you know, I think that we would all say we'd love to live a perfectly balanced life, but it, it really is kind of impossible. Um, maybe it's not, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but 
I just know that in my life, it, it does seem like there's, there's a season, you know, for everything, a season to, you know, put your time in to work hard and then hopefully a season to like slow down a little bit and spend more time with family or doing other things. Yeah, I, I always agree with that. I think it, it's, it does almost seem impossible to balance a completely balanced life. I mean, I think if you have that expectation for yourself, that would it'd just be so hard to actually achieve that. I mean, yeah, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, frustration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause how, how can anybody do that every day? I mean, what does that even I, mean? I, what, what is a balanced life? Nobody can even define it. Right. So right. it's kind of like, perfection. Per- like the, you, you can't yeah. really chase, you can chase perfection, but you're never going to get there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can never, like your faith life, for example, I mean, it's like, you can never mm. really hit that level of like, okay, I, I'm, I'm here. Right. I'm good enough. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a great place to wrap it up. Any closing thoughts? No, I think, I mean, this is, it's always fun to connect with you guys. And, you know, I think we're all in a similar place in life and just being able to kind of check in, see where everyone's at and, uh, you know, follow each other along on the journey. It's, it's fun. And I mean, just being able to watch Jordan's business grow and then Landon, like the, the podcast, it's just, it's a lot of fun to watch that. What did you, Yeah. sorry, sorry, Jordan, go ahead. No, I was just going to, yeah say i really enjoy seeing like, it's just so cool like because we all only have a limited amount of time so we can learn from each other like i, yeah. I love that yeah, it's so cool <laughs> learn from each other's successes and failures really right yeah kyle what did you just buy that that came with a with that huge truck that f- oh i haven't bought it yet oh okay it's, yeah so no, we shouldn't talk about it. it not yet because i don't want to <laughs> jinx it okay okay <laughs> Well, hey, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys taking the time this morning. And you guys, well, yeah, it's still pretty early. So, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of time to get after it today on this Monday morning. So let's have a great day, okay? Let's go. Let's kill it. See you guys. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yes, see you guys. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And a big thank you to Kyle and Jordan for joining me on this episode of Inquire Inside. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at Inquire Inside. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll catch you next time.